Higgins, franchise tagged, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we're breaking that down and a whole bunch more here on the Fantasy Football Show. Live breaking news edition. Live random uh, graveyard shift edition. I'll see you all on the other side of the intro. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. T. Higgins has been franchised. There's my sound. I was wondering where my sound was at the beginning. T. Higgins has been franchise tagged for a what looks to be $21.8 million. That is the franchise tag as of this moment. Uh, let me put the breaking news uh, clip here that I have from CBS Sports. Uh, this one's from Ian Rappaport. Uh, it was reported earlier in the month that Higgins, all expectations were that, that the Bengals would tag Higgins, who is set to be an unrestricted free agent. Higgins is expected to net about $21.8 million on the tag, and the Bengals will look to run it back with the boy. Uh, look, Higgins is is a good player. There's no doubt about it. I've made it. I made this abundantly clear. He's no elite wide receiver one in the National Football League. He's just not. He's not. He's an overrated player that people want to be a wide receiver one. He's great in his role. He's great with Joe Burrow. There's really not a lot of situations I like better than him being comfortable in that Bengal offense. Him being comfortable with the rapport with Joe Burrow. And this is fantastic news for, I think, the production of T. Higgins. I don't think T. Higgins going to another place to be the elite wide receiver one necessarily translates to more production. He did very well stepping in for uh, an injured uh, Jamar Chase. Look, this guy can do what needs to be done when he's called upon to be the number one wide receiver. But he is not a wide receiver one in fantasy football. And he's not an elite wide receiver one in the National Football League. He's He's a great number two. Fantastic number two. Um, this potentially, uh, you know, starts in motion a whole bunch of other tag-related news. Um, it also will probably trigger, I would imagine, a Michael Pittman Jr. tag, which is certainly to be, I think, next. Let's go ahead and go over to the wide receiver uh, free agent board, and let's put a a tagged um, icon or something next to uh, next to T. Higgins. That way, we can knock this off the list. Let me see if I can. Put this on screen here, and this way we will know this is complete, done. And where's my music again? There, at least we got something. T. Higgins tagged. Put a little tag right there next to T. My little T. You guys remember my little T. Higgins? T. Higgins is a good player, a very, very good player. I know people are going to take this the wrong way when I say he's not an elite wide receiver, but he's just not. Um, this is great for Joe Burrow's value too. Joe Burrow is a six to seven round pick. And I don't know that this kickstarts uh, an ADP climb for Joe Burrow. Cause you know, Joe Burrow were to bring in, let's say uh, a bigger name wide receiver, or even if Pittman and Higgins swapped or something like that, Higgins ended up getting let 
go to see see the free agent market in and let's say Pittman was was uh, allowed to go you know do his thing and the team swapped and and Pittman got brought in people would be so much more amped on Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow walking into 2024 Pittman landed on roster and I don't know that Pittman and Higgins are actually that much different of a player and I and I think that people they get mad at me when I say that Pittman also is not an elite wide receiver one. He's a he's you know what he's undervalued. I undervalue Pittman every single year. But even saying that, he's not a wide receiver one in fantasy. He might be on the tail end conversation, but not in my top twelve. Meaning, if he's not 12, 11, or ten, he's not a wide receiver one in fantasy. He's in the thirteen to twenty range. Some might say he's 14, Pittman. We're talking about Michael Pittman Jr. Some might say he's 15. Some might say he's 12, 11, 10. That's fine. You can have Pittman wherever you want, but Pittman and Higgins are very much similar players to me. I think if Higgins was in Indy and Pittman was allowed to hit the free agent market, I don't think much would change in terms of what we saw come out of Pittman's numbers and in production. I think we'd see the same thing with Higgins. Very, very interesting. Uh, this also does probably close the door on a maybe DeAndre Hopkins uh, potential signing if Hopkins does get cut by the Tennessee Titans because he is a potential cap casualty. So interesting news. T. Higgins tagged by the Bengals. Great for Joe Burrow. Pretty decent for Higgins given I don't think he survives as an elite wide receiver one. I think he could almost fail going elsewhere and being the sole wide receiver responsibility on his team. I think he, he really could. He thrived when he was called upon, but this is with Burrow. This is with an offense he knows. This is who knows where he would have went. Um, there aren't a lot of places that have an elite quarterback that don't have another wide receiver already in play. If we go to the NFL draft board and just take a gander, it's like, where would he have gone? You know, would he have gone to Denver with who's throwing to him? Would he have gone to, if he was allowed to go anywhere he wanted? Would would he go to Arizona? They're going to bring in Marvin Harrison Jr. most likely. Would he have gone to LAC? They've got tons of people there. Giants, who's throwing the ball to him? Like, tell me a place where he could go that he's like he was likely to go if he hit the free agent market. Like maybe Baltimore potentially. Um, I I think uh, I think Baltimore brings in somebody, but Zay Flowers is there. Is he really going to be the number one over Zay Flowers? There aren't a lot of spots that he would just thrive in and be as good as he probably could be under the command of what he knows, Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow, in an offense he knows. I don't think this, there, there was a better scenario for Higgins to play out. Um, Devontae Smith or Higgins? Devontae Smith by, by quite a bit for me, because I think he is in line to be the number one in Philly, if not by the end of this year, especially walking into the next year. So from a redraft perspective, I would say Devontae Smith still. But from a dynasty, absolutely Devontae Smith. Higgins is, again, a wide receiver, too, um, in, in in the NFL. I don't even know that he's an elite wide receiver, too, to me. And you can you can say, Smitty, that's cap, but call into the show and list off. Let's start listing off wide receivers. He's not 12 or 13 for me. Higgins is nowhere near a, a, a high-end wide receiver, too, let alone a lock inside my wide receiver, twos at all. Um. Devontae Smith, I could draft as my wide receiver one in a zero wide receiver strategy where I don't take a wide receiver until round four. <sighs> I love that strategy. I do. I love Devontae Smith as my low end, under the radar sleeper wide receiver one. I can't say this. I say that I can't say the same thing about Higgins. Higgins will never climb above Jamar Chase if Chase is on the field. 
Devontae Smith can climb above A.J. Brown. Will he? They could rotate. Could A.J. Brown have another one dominating year? Maybe two? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Waddle's the same thing. Waddle, Waddle and Higgins are very similar players to me. I think Waddle's better. I think Waddle has more upside. I think um, Tyreek Hill is, is getting older. So from a dynasty perspective, Waddle's got a whole lot more appeal than T. Higgins because the number one job to him is available very, very soon, potentially. That's not the case with Higgins. Higgins can't climb into the wide receiver one spot. Um, phone line's open. If anybody wants to discuss the value of this man or comparatively to other players, dial in, dial in, dial in. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. Dial in, dial in, dial in. Um, I just dropped my phone on my foot. That didn't feel good. Uh, very curious to know what you guys think of this situation. Does anybody have any predictions as to how this plays out? Does anybody have any comparative players they would like to say, like Drake London, for example, could climb up and become a better player at the end of the day? I think Drake London is the perfect example of a player that I would rather have than T. Higgins, a player I would arguably rather have than even Michael Pittman Jr., although I would obviously not draft London and Michael Pittman Jr. in the same territory, but my point would be that I'd rather wait on a wide receiver, draft Drake London, use my 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 second-round pick on A-chan, and instead of taking Michael Pittman Jr., way too high is the way I look at that. And maybe other people disagree with me, but that's fine. Me, give me a chance in round two or top of round three, and then give me London later. I don't want Michael Pittman Jr. in the second round or top of round three. I want a chance there. I want London later. Give me London over T. Higgins, who I might, I would venture to say, might have the same value. Let's look at underdog fantasy promo code smitty and see where these guys adps are i bet they're not that far apart and i bet you a we might be we might be even shocked if we look at the rankings let's pull up the adp ranking here on underdog fantasy promo code smitty underdog fantasy will double your first deposit up to 100 so hit the link that i'm about to drop in the live chat hit the link that's in the description of the video or use code smitty that'll double your first deposit up to 100 dollars and uh, you can draft with us uh, when we draft during the graveyard shifts coming up here. We're going to start doing it a lot lately, you know, coming up soon. Okay, so T. Higgins is going around. Michael Pittman Jr. is at 29 overall. He's a wide receiver 19, which is lower than he was earlier. He's dropping a little bit. Devontae Smith, 36 overall. ADP of wide receiver 24. Drake London, wide receiver 26, 40 overall. And T. Higgins is right behind him. Him and Cooper Cup and Drake London, they're all neck and neck. I'd rather have Drake London in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat over T. Higgins. London to the freaking moon. London's a moon man. No, no. He's a he's a he's a he's a Mars man. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. It's time for some revenge, baby. Revenge tour. Revenge, revenge tour. 
Happy to announce that right now, live on this show, we're putting Drake London on the revenge tour list as well as Bijan. Um, this is maybe Kyle Pitts as well. This is an Atlanta Falcons revenge season, and we've got a lot of revenge to get on on Arthur Smith, uh, the Arthur Smith curse. And I think Drake London fits the bill as much as Bijan. So congratulations to our new uh, revenge tour candidate. His name is Drake London, and he's a revenge tour Mars man. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. Revenge tour. Revenge tour edition. I love it. Drake London, Bijan. It's Atlanta Falcons revenge tour, baby. Travis is live on the phone. Travis, what do you think about little T. Higgins? What do you think about T. Higgins getting tagged? Do you agree, disagree that there really was no scenario that we can envision that would have been better for him to learn a new offense, get new rapport with the quarterback, moving teams is never easy, and there just wasn't really an opening anywhere. Any team that has an opening is drafting neighbors or Marvin Harrison Jr. or something like that. So tell me what you think. Um, one place I would have liked to see him go is uh, Buffalo. It replace either Gabe Davis or Diggs. I think he might might have been able to fit in there with Kincaid catching the ball too, and I don't know. I just so could be wrong. People might disagree. I don't hate that idea, except for the fact that like Diggs is still there, and that's not like a opening yet. But if let's say Diggs was out of there, then yeah, Higgins could have been a pretty good land. Um, I think Hopkins could that's be was... Hopkins could be next in in the Buffalo conversation, but. But even then, he's got to build rapport, learn, you know, learn new offense, and it's like he's got Joe yeah. Burrow. It's tough to say. It's tough to say if he would have been better in Buffalo, even if Diggs gets traded, he probably would have been. I would say that you're you're probably right. If if Diggs, if that was on the table, which it's not, because Diggs is there, I would agree with you. I would say that is one opportunity, but there's moving parts there that. But it's interesting. It's a good take. I mean, I like I like Buffalo. <laughs> that would be good. Just, just because with the emergence of Kincaid, I think they keep keep building rapport with him. That they wouldn't necessarily need that alpha number one like dominant like uh, wide receiver. They could go with a. I kind of look at him and Pittman as like those kind of one B or high end wide receiver twos. They're not. They'll yeah. never be that top five, top even eight type guy. But, yeah. Um, and then on the Bengals side, I understand why they did it. I think um, because it, they've been building this thing, and I think they look at it, okay, everyone's going to be healthy coming into the year, hopefully, anyway. Whereas they've kind of had some injuries over the years, whether Chase was banged up or Burroughs had some issues a couple times. And Higgins, always he, he plays most of his games, but he always, like we talk about him a lot, always seems to be banged up. So I think they want to kind of, you know, go into the season with all three of these guys and, Back and, see what and, and keep in mind that keep in mind that like you know um there's still a long-term deal that can be worked out with higgins that can make it more affordable for the Bengals, similar to the iuk extension if, if the if the niners wanted to free up money yeah. they would extend iuk right now uh, convert a lot of it to signing bonus upfront money and then push, you know, kick the can down the road. Look at the Mahomes contract we broke down the other day, the 10-year Mahomes contract. He was getting right. paid under a million dollars for several years. <laughs> he was getting like 900, you know, which is a good amount of money, but he's getting like 900K 
uh, you know, 700K, whatever it was. It was like year three or four that he started getting millions, and then it just started steamrolling. Then there was the bonuses, I think, in the third year or something. But yeah, point, point being, you could take Higgins' you know, $21.8 projected million dollars for playing on the tag and sign him to a long-term deal, give him 10 mil up front, and then yep. make 2024 very cheap for the team and get hit later on and make some team-friendly moves down the stretch on the contract. So, like, this $21 million is a prison tag hold to, to negotiate and have more time. Doesn't mean that they won't keep him on the tag at 21.8 mil, but it doesn't mean that that's what he's playing on. They've decided it. It's just they ran out of time. They ran out of time. And, and this is the prison tag. You're holding him in place and you're limiting his options, but his best interest is to, to, to get a long-term deal done. So now Higgins might have been apprehensive about signing a long-term deal, right? Maybe I want to explore my options. As soon as they tag him, he's going to focus down on this contract, which he may have been not very movable on. And now he's like, okay, now that I have no other option and I'm kind of like held in check here, maybe this deal will just tweak it a little bit and we'll go ahead and move forward with what we talked about. So a lot of stuff could still unfold. Higgins st- could still sign his extension and that could free up money for the Bengals to go get maybe a, a running back. <clears throat> you know, Eckler could still come in. This yeah. does not rule out right. the idea of Eckler. It, you know, they just need to get a long-term deal done instead of using the tag at the end of the day. It will... Oh, and just real quick, the for the people who push back against, you know, things with a cap, like how, how you, it's how, they don't, if they don't understand how you can manipulate it, the Mahomes contract is a good example to show, you know, with with how many different, you know, roster bonuses, signing bonuses, and how his base salary is under a million, and that's a good contract to show an example of how you can manipulate things to fit everything into the cap and maneuver. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I, I think, again, T. Higgins has a good year. Um, he, he He's a good player to replace Chase if Chase goes down for a short period of time. He's already, he already has the system. He played very well when he was called upon. But I, I don't know. I don't know that. Oh, Roger. Roger. I was just going to say. <laughs> Roger. Okay, we hold on. another one. Hold on. We got to send Robert, Roger on a lap. Oh, man, Roger, not you, bro. I didn't expect this from you. Take you're, the card. Yeah, you're going to take, take your card, card, but first you're going to go running. <laughs> your Bijan card has been revoked. Yeah, Roger, Roger. No, Bijan, fool me once, don't fool me twice. <laughs> yeah, I, Roger, are you saying... Bijan, fool me once. Please don't fool me twice. I'm banking on you. I kind of maybe think that's what he's saying. But even so, Roger, I'm going to take away your card for even. Yeah, I'm still taking away the card. (laughs) A little bit less hard on you because you're basically just asking him not to fool you again. But, like, that sounds like you're blaming Bijan for everything. And I got to say, Roger, I'll at least hold and retain your Bijan card in purgatory until (laughs) until you come in with a stronger I believe in Bijan no matter what take. You know what I'm saying? Your Bijan card is Mark Mark wants you to take it because he wants everyone to lose their Bijan card now because he lost his. It, that sounds like Ron. I, Navy, that I sounds like Mark, a Ron Navy take. Remember Ron Navy, <laughs> Marvin I, Harrison Jr. <laughs> I want Marvin Harrison Jr. to fail because everybody's drafting him too high. I don't know if if, if Ron's in here. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, I hope he does fail. I hope he goes down with flames. 
Uh, please trade Bijan to me, says Cam. That's what I'm talking about. Roger, Roger, pants yeah. on fire. Roger, Roger, send Bijan right over. Red Rover, Red Rover. Uh, man, take his Rogers card. <laughs> We're going to have a couple more cards. I, I think I'm actually going to sell a Bijan Robinson card. It's going to be red. It's going to say Bijan on it, or Bijan card. And it's going to come with some perks. But he deserves to okay. have his own card. And uh, we're going to put those up. Maybe it comes with a lifetime membership to the fantasyfootballshow.com. It might come to, to it, it might be given to, I might be giving you um, the the fast access phone line um, uh, uh, perks that I give to the, to the Moon Men and Mars Men group. I don't like to hand out too many of those, but on the Bijan cards, we might we might do that. You get fast access to call in. You jump the line. Mars men and moon men, they jump the line, especially when it's busy. When it's not busy, sometimes I forget to uh, to put Travis. Travis doesn't mind, though. But Travis, uh, sometimes I'll put Travis or Rock out immediately on. But those guys call in like clockwork. Um, but, yeah, I need to start doing that because that's part of the card. You got a, you got a Mars man, moon man card or a soon-to-be Bijan card. You jump the line on the phone line. You jump the line, and if the phone lines are closed and I'm I'm running out the door, I'll answer the phone for a, a, a Bijan card owner, a Marsman or Moonman card owner. Smitty, um, Mark says, Smitty, thing is, would you sell me the Bijan card still? Ooh, because we took Mark's away. I guess technically, if Mark bought the card back, I you think we, it. I think, yeah, I, I don't think that... Uh, I think that neutralizes your doubt for Bijan. Yeah. Mark, Mark, this is your way in. This is your loophole. Mark found a loophole in the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy my Bijan card back. I like the way you think, Mark. I give you a lot of credit yeah. right now. I give you a lot of credit. Uh, your Bijan card has been put on hold, maybe. Mark, we'll see. Um, Kyron card. Yeah, we might do a Kyron card. We'll do it. Maybe we'll do like a, a, a lot of them. We'll have like four Bijan cards, three Kyron cards, um, two or three Gibbs and Bijan cards. And it'll, it'll come to like a 10 or 12 total. And we'll, we'll make it. It'll be, it, it's almost like a, a real life NFT in a way. Like you'll be getting it. They'll never, you can, you can transfer them if you want to transfer them to somebody else and they can show a picture holding it. I'll transfer everything over to them. So, we'll have a Chiron card, a Bijan card. What will suck is if we have a card for somebody that ends up busting. You know, like if we had a Watson card. <laughs> like, and I'm not saying Watson can't bounce back, but you know what I mean? Like, I hope Chiron, you know, stays trucking along. And <laughs> we start sorry. Can you imagine if somebody buys a Kyron card and and, and then the next year he's not even in the league? <laughs> Oh, good while it lasted. Yeah, we'll have to tra- transfer transfer the name to someone else or something. Cool. Yeah, Roger uh, Roger doubles down. Mm-hmm. Uh, not nine, Niners says if you drafted Bijan in the top five last year, you most likely failed. That's not true at all, Niners. I, yeah. First of all, he's running back nine, so like you, you there's misstep there. But like I, I Bijan and. About eighty percent of my leagues, maybe ninety. <laughs> I put all my eggs in one basket. Not true. Not a true statement, Niners. At all. I can hundred percent guarantee that. Validated. Validated. Uh, R.I.P. Ain't getting 
let's see. RIP, I ain't getting a real life NFT, says Ada. I don't know what that means, Ada. I'm not sure what you're trying to imply there. Browns equals Browns equals body snatcher, says Crackshot. Uh imagine winning 14 team league and drafting Bijan at the 1.4. I I mean I I, I have. <laughs> it wasn't a big deal. What a big deal. It wasn't a big deal, bro. Not when you're drafting other monsters. Doesn't come down to just one player, not to mention again, he was still running back nine. Yeah. I think Deval was saying he did it. I think I think that's what he went by it. I think he went he won his Oh nine Niners. We're gonna take away your Bijan card too, man. What are you saying here? Bijan was too hit and miss last year for a top ten pick. Are you saying like last year? You're not saying for you to draft him this year? Like, no crap. He didn't that's what I just said. He didn't earn yeah. He was running back nine. That's not top ten. Like he didn't earn top ten value, but it's it was a misstep to have him at you know four, five, six, but not by much because he was running back nine. Are you saying you wouldn't because of last year not draft him as in the first round? Is that what you're saying? Who that Gator ten dollar hauler Smitty back from my hiatus trying a uh, campus to Canton Dynasty. So far we are a go, or so far we go AR five JD. Gibbs, HN, London, Mike Evans, QB. Nice. I like this. Got to make up on wide receiver eighth round. Let us know who's there, but I, I do like London and Evans, HN, Gibbs, JD5, AR5. It's a good team. I like it. I mean, you're going with the old dogs at wide receiver. See if Cooper Cup's still out there and just keep riding the old dog wave for your wide receivers just because of where you're at. Um, Bijan was a bust considering where he was drafted. Roger, no, he wasn't. Good God. I have to take your Bijan card away again. This doesn't doing a Pop double negative here does not give you the card back. By the way, are you out of what are you talking about? Your Bijan card has been revoked. God, unbelievable. Yeah, they go, yeah peanut butter and jelly. One is yeah. fourteen man league. Uh, one three. Top ten overall pick is different than being a running back nine on the season. LOL. No crap, Niners. Good God, bro. What is wrong with you today? <laughs> what is going on? What is going on? Thank you for explaining that, Niners. Thank you for telling me that 10 doesn't equal 12. Wait a minute. And throwing a couple. Oh, my God. I just realized it, Niners. Thank you for explaining. Thanks for fantasy explaining everything that we've just been saying. Appreciate it. Uh, your card's taken. Your Bijan card has been revoked. Ne never to be returned. Oh. Coming in with the double talk, Bijan oh. talk. You got oh. out of you out of your mind. Revoked. Done. Gone. Your Bijan card that. has been revoked. Sorry, Everybody in your family, Bijan card's gone. Everybody you know. Your Bijan card has been revoked. Gone. Gone. I mean, some of this, some of this reasoning, logic, <laughs> it's unreal. He's he lost it, Hoffman. It's gone. Um, what, what did you say, Travis? It's always it, it's always fun to look back, though. Like you know, say week week six or seven when he's crushing the league, it's always fun to look back. Like like with Okafor's give this cook. You know? So we'll definitely be looking back on these these comments. Yeah. Um. Uh, here he goes, man. He's not stopping. Yeah, whatever, Niner. 
keep hating on them. Keep acting like you're not yeah. hating on them while you're hating on them. It's okay. Just don't come in here and start claiming Bijan stories. Is all later. Bijan will be oh. top three next year uh, with the new coaching. Yes, Chris, he will. 100%, bro. He's gonna, He could be running back one. He really could be. And, and no one's cramming nothing down your throat, Niners. Okay? Um... That's not that's not the way the world works. It's not about you. You make decisions for yourself. Number one, um, number two, everybody and their mother loved him. There's there's no was I higher on him than everybody else? Yeah, and I've taken my L. You can't have it both ways. You can't say you're the biggest Bijan supporter, but then not say you didn't get hit the hardest by it. But I didn't lose any leagues because of it. It wasn't like he was a bust on any level. He was running back nine. Not to mention, there were times where I had other players in that stepped up. At the end of the day, my Bijan slot with Bijan in there didn't even finish his running back nine. Like, no league I had with Bijan lost because of the Bijan pick. He still delivered. So, yeah, I, I it, being running back nine in the worst possible scenario known to man makes him one of the easiest, safest first-round picks I can think of in 2024. But any negativity on Bijan based on last year continuing to harp on it, trying to be negative of it, doesn't bode well for you trying to suggest that you're pro Bijan this year. Because all it is is coming off as completely negative. 100%. So you're not a Bijan supporter. Your Bijan card's gone. Your Bijan card has been revoked. It's It's been taken. It's not coming back. I'd be doing best ball drafts. You've been doing best ball drafts. So have I, Blunt, all the time. Best ball underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. Do it live. Hit that link. It's in the live chat. Um, I need to pin it, though, in the live chat. It's in the description of every video. Code Smitty also gets it done. Uh, get on over and draft on underdog fantasy. Here is the, the link as well. Dropping it in the chat. I'll pin it right now. Bijan haters are so funny, bro. They're always like, they always have to come in and crap on them, but then they always give themselves a little way out. They always talk about how, you know, it's going to be different maybe this year, and this year maybe they'll be okay with it. Okay, pinned, pinned, pinned. Uh, wasn't because of Bijan Birdman, says Roger. Roger, your Bijan card ain't coming back either. You can't sweet talk me. You can't sweet talk me, bro. Um, all right, go ahead and uh, dial in. If anybody wants to dial in, dial in. Where's my phone line button? Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. All right, hit me, hit me up, dial in. What's would you say? I was gonna ask, uh, what, what pick do the Bengals have again? You, do you know off the top of your head? I couldn't remember. The Bengals, yeah, they have uh, whoops, wrong button. They have the uh, number uh, 18. Okay. I was going to say, now with with, uh, with them tagging T, that puts them probably out of the running to draft one of the uh, wide receivers. But I wonder, I mean, they would have to move up to get Bowers. But do you think a guy like Tavion Sanders goes in the first round or do you think he falls to the second? Who, who, who falls to the second? Which player? The uh, tight, tight end, Jatavion Sanders. He, oh, yeah. Uh, no, I think he goes in round one. I mean, much yeah, depends on his I, combining. I, I want, I, 
I wouldn't even mind it. I was looking at it. I was. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even mind the Patriots drafting him instead of a wide receiver if they could. Yeah. Get back into the first Bang- round. I mean, that's an interesting pick for the Bengals. It's an interesting pick for. Uh, mm-hmm. te- Texas probably. Um, Texas prior, let's see, Schultz is a free agent, right? Dalton Schultz, hold on. Yeah. Dalton Schultz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was one. I haven't said much about him because I know we haven't done our rookie stuff, but I've, I've just been wondering for a while, so I figured I'd just... Yeah, I, 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 like, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. I think Dalton He's Schultz a, could be brought back. You never know his contract details. Yes, he is a... I think he's a free agent, yeah. 2020. So, they yeah. should bring him back because yeah. of, of the rapport he built with Stroud. Yeah, I liked but... him with Stroud. But if, if let's say they don't, then he'd be a good candidate at 18 as well. Yeah. I mean, but he's definitely tight end too. That would be awesome. He's definitely tight end too. I should be I should be dropping my rookie running back video at some point tomorrow or on Sunday. I know I keep saying that, but it is it, it is in um, motion. Um, Trey Trey celebrates nine months. Pats have 101 mil cap if we release JC or back. I mean, Pat, <laughs> Pats need to not screw up this three pick. So everything depends yeah. on that. If, if, if this, like, if you guys trade down <laughs> or do something to get out of this spot, I don't think you will. But, like, it's either May or JD. It's either May or JD. Um, I hope J- because I like JD a lot better than Drake May. So much more. I want I want him in Washington where he's got a a, a talent yeah. evaluator like like um um Peters yeah Adam Peters and having a, a architect of an arsenal like well, Kingsbury yeah. and like that's where I want him from a fantasy perspective but Drake May could be a good fit for New England and then you build around him and he's one of those guys that might kind of kickstart a little slower but like you start building around him and then. Maybe you get something solid by a second year. Yeah, I I don't hate May I, I there. I, 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 I just don't know that I want May with Kingsbury and I, I just I want JD five there. I think Adam Peters sees the value in in JD five. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna make he's gonna take action and, and draft the most athletic quarterback in the I, class by I far. He's he's by far. Yeah. But if that's the case, I'd be happy with the Patriots getting May. As yeah. long as they're smart and they give, give him a line and build around him, which I think they will. Uh, he, he'd know, be good. May would be good in Washington. I'm not saying I don't like him, but I just like JD Far, JD Far, JD Five a lot more mm-hmm. by far. Um, but if let's say May went to Washington, I'm I'm behind it. I just don't. I just want it to be JD five. And if JD five goes to New England, I, I love that. And then you're you're excited about that too. So you you can't really screw this up unless unless you trade down. Um, or your your best move though again is to trade for Fields and draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. Like that is the the, the biggest no brainer move for Washington and New England. Take Marvin Harrison Jr. Trade yep. for Fields for either Washington or New England, and watch yourself prosper. I have, I have no I have no idea why. Maybe they are considering it behind closed doors, but if they don't, I will be dumbfounded as to why one of those teams, Washington, New England, didn't think to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and trade for Justin Fields. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's the easiest move I can think of. The the most likely to succeed move, the biggest play move, 
the biggest fan generating, you know, excitement move. Like, I mean, good God, can you imagine drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. and trading for Justin Fields? What the fan base would do in both Washington and New England. They're the only teams that can do it, too. They're the only teams that can do it because they're the only teams that need a quarterback but that could also have a high enough draft pick to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. It's Washington, it's New England, and that's it. And and watch neither one of them do it. Uh, It wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, and, and all the I fields guess, haters, I guess, I guess whatever. They could just take take QBs, and then uh, Harrison could just end up in the Cardinals, like we kind of thought from the beginning. When we first started which, looking at everything, which at the end of the day, I want because I'm a Cardinal fan. But I do set yeah. all that aside. But good God, man, what are New England and Washington going to crap the bed on this if they don't do that? I, I, not that JD five in Washington yeah. isn't going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing, but guess what? It's on steroids yeah. if you do it the other way around. Yep. Um, oh, I had a, I had a question. How do you compare? Uh, who is it that was saying this? I forget who. Tyler Murray and um, and Hurts. There were people, I forget who was saying it, saying if you took Kyler Murray and stuck him on the Eagles, he'd be as good as Jalen Hurts. Mm. What's your thoughts on that? I, I like Kyler more than a lot of people do. Like, I give him credit, and I think I think this injury has kind of made him mature a little bit and, you know, a little less selfish, but I think people are overreacting on Hurts, which we've mentioned. I don't. I don't know. I mean. I mean. I think that Kyler in Philly would be good, but I mean, yeah. with the the brotherly shove, with like everything that they do, I don't think it would translate the same. And it would. But I, I mean, it wouldn't be bad. It wouldn't be bad. But I think Hertz is better. I think Hertz is better suited for it. I think Hertz is an elite quarterback. I think everybody jumping off the Hertz train as quickly as they jumped on. Uh, many many people jumped on very late. And I feel like they regret it, so they jump back off real quickly without assessing the situation. I just think it's laughable, and Hurts is an elite quarter NFL quarterback. He's also obviously an elite fantasy quarterback. And the people that think he's an elite fantasy, but not even close to being an elite, at, at least like, at least consider him the low end elite, if if you will. But the people that think he's like not a great, at least bottom end elite quarterback NFL quarterback and just an elite fantasy quarterback they're very quick to judge what has happened and unfolded in a scenario that's very much tied to OC and defensive coordinators departing very very important ones Steichen was amazing for Hertz and and they've they've done a great job walking into this season and so I think it all gets repaired I I think it all gets prepared repaired I mean, the thing about the thing about Philly this year is a lot of people are going to say just the same thing with Kingsbury. Um, Kellen Moore failed. Uh, you know, yeah. he isn't he isn't as good as we thought he was. Kingsbury failed. He isn't as good. These are two very good offensive minds. Kellen Moore is an offensive savant. You know, and so is Kingsbury. And maybe they haven't succeeded everywhere they've gone. Maybe they failed in their their bigger roles, especially Kingsbury as a head coach. But these are two guys that you put them in the right spot with talent, and they're gonna they're gonna thrive. 
and I think Hertz gets turned around. This is what they needed when Steichen left to replace Steichen with a big name proven offensive mind. I think Kellen Moore gets yeah. the Eagles just destroying. I admit in a good in a good way. I admit I'm I'm still I'm I'm torn a bit on Kellen Moore, but I think he'll be good with the Eagles because it's a in terms of the players, the players are in place. You, you, you just have to coach them and put them in the position to succeed. But I, yeah. I guess I can't really knock Kellen Moore for the San Diego, or no, I sound like Brown, San Diego, yeah. the Chargers situation because uh, it was just kind of a mess to it. Yeah, um, so uh, this one's from, I don't even know how to say his username. War? I don't know. Gray, we'll call him Gr- Grayman. I guess I don't know, Grayman. So it's hard to say this name. It's like all these War Gray, War War, War Grayman, Double X. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I would say you say Poles is making good moves. True, like the trades that he's made, or one of the trade. Well, he's made some good moves. He's made some bad ones. Like Claypool was a horrible trade, but but he's yeah. put his team in good position. That yet yet again. Everybody keeps saying he made this amazing trade, the best trade ever. But like, you still passed on the opportunity to get, you know, Stroud. Like, you still gave up that opportunity. So it's not like you just have this, you know, glorious path for you now that you wouldn't have, like you could have had a glorious path. I'm glad he didn't go there. But I'm just saying, Pulse has made some good moves. Let's see how he executes them. I think trading away Fields is proof that Pulse doesn't have as big a handle on this thing as people think he does if he keeps fields i don't know that it even works though and you could say smitty you said if he got rid of him you wouldn't like polls and they kept him and now you're trashing polls for keeping fields i'm not trashing polls for keeping fields i'm saying that i don't want fields in chicago because i think he's gonna fail fields fields needs to get away he already failed fields for a year he set him up poorly with getsy getsy failed fields polls failed fields now, guess what Poles did now? He brought in Shane Waldron. I don't believe in Shane Waldron any more than I believed in Getze. And maybe Shane can prove me wrong. But this was not the OC. I, in my opinion, this was not the OC. He can prove me wrong. I, I'll, I'll eat crow. But it's this is not... I don't think that was the move to make. I think whatever quarterback goes, especially Caleb, who's got potential question marks, goes to Shane Waldron... As Putty and Shane supposed to sculpt this this amazing player into a, a player that a lot of people have questions about, I don't I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I'm just glad that that Fields is. I I'm pretty sure and confident he's going to be gone. Um. Okay, I think that's all we got for tonight. Um. Anybody else want to call in, dial into the phone line? Do we have anybody else on the line? I think they might have hung up. Yeah. Anybody else has a, a question, call in before we end the show. But at the end of the day, we got we got Higgins tagged. He's back in Cincy. It doesn't mean he's not going to work out a long-term deal with the Bengals. It just means they ran out of time. It could mean that he plays in the tag. But every player wants a long-term deal. They don't want to go get hurt. And if he can get... Not just 21 million, but he can get his 15 million or 10 or whatever in a in a bonus upfront money, in a signing bonus, and then get a, a three-year deal that 
secures him up, that's what he wants. You know, now that he's been imprisoned in Cincinnati with the tag, his options are limited. He might now be more willing to work out a deal. We got perps drafting, dropping perps. 10 gifted memberships. Perps doing it live. Perps to Saturn. To Saturn. Perps to Saturn. Thank you, Perps. Appreciate you. Perps, guys, if you got a gifted membership from Perps right now, drop an eggplant emoji, a fire emoji, a thumbs up, whatever way you want to show your appreciation for Perps dropping uh, a monster wad on everybody right there. I mean, he's handing out gifted memberships like they're candy. Uh, what's up, Huffman? Hey, how are you, Spitty? I'm so good. I wanted, uh, I wanted to ask, it's not super relevant to the topic at hand, but I wanted to ask, let's assume, I'll ask a Cardinal question. Let's assume the Cardinals re-sign Hollywood and draft either Brown or, or draft either uh, Harrison or Neighbors. Where are we valuing McBride at that point? Does he take off because he's got improved weapons around him, or does that hurt him with the target competition? Um, I you know I don't know that they bring back Hollywood and and draft one of those two wide receivers, so I, I think we'll be okay. Um, uh -huh. I think tight ends oftentimes have like a different like bucket of targets that are available to them that, that don't in my opinion always like pull from the tight end position like like look at look at Evan Ingram it almost doesn't matter what's going on with Ridley what's going on with Zay Zay's out and he's back Kirk's in there like Ingram's just getting fed you know it's almost like he's compartmentalized into the the workflow and I kind of feel like that's what that's how I feel about the tight end position I think if you had a very limited offense where there wasn't a lot going on, then yeah, it could be impacting. But I think that Kyler and the Cardinals will throw enough that doesn't matter if it's Marvin Harrison Jr. or Hollywood. I don't think they'll... Maybe they have both. If they do, I'm not extremely worried. But I think the targets carved out for McBride will be there no matter what. Maybe a touchdown sure. hit, potentially. Like maybe instead of getting 10 or 12 this year, you could get 9. Like, it certainly could be a problem if there were three mouths to feed, but Marvin Harrison Jr. and McBride alone, I don't think I'd worry at all. I am also hearing a lot of a lot of people in chat speculating that Bowers is going to go to Cincinnati, and you said that Eckler might be a target. Like, how do we handle all this target competition? Well, like, there's no way Bowers falls to 18, like, like a I whole day in hell. So they'd have to trade up. Um, if they trade yeah, it up to five... Or six overall, mm -hmm. like I, I remember when I said Bijan would go number in the top ten, and everybody started like trashing that he's not going top ten. I don't know if you remember when we were here for that, but mm -hmm. but it was like everybody's like he's not going top ten. Running backs don't go in the first round. Running backs don't go in the first round. Blah blah blah. And it's like this is a different player. And then Bijan went number eight overall. Uh, Bowers, everyone can say Bowers is going to fall here, fall there. I I see it all the time. What if the Bower? What if Bowers fell to? you know, Houston at 20, like, I don't know where these people are seeing this, but Bowers is going to be top 10 pick, you know, like if, mm -hmm. if, if he was available to the, let's see here. If he was available to the Colts at 15, I would probably faint live on the stream and, yeah. and just Me be too. like, I can't believe it. And I'd fall down and if you wake up a few minutes, like there's no way he's getting past that territory, let alone 18. But I would say that let's say they trade it up. It's certainly possible. I think the 
the tag of Higgins maybe puts a, a hold on that idea. I think maybe they'll use that pick for something else, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, what what veteran wide receivers do you see? Do you foresee getting released by their teams? I think Hopkins has a, a greater than 50-50% chance of being released. I would say mm-hmm. Hopkins is probably the 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 biggest name, I, I would say. Um, I also think potentially, so let's see here, Mike Williams could definitely be released mm-hmm. by the by the Chargers. I think the Chargers save something like $20 million if they release um, Mike Williams. Which is crazy because he just signed that deal. But that's the thing about NFL contracts is that they're a lot of times team friendly or those dead caps you think are in place to prevent them from being cut. They're not, you know, when you spread them out over two years, they're not really anything. Uh, Tyler Lockett could be, I think, save the the Seattle Seahawks 17 million, I think, if they cut him. That's a big number. Same same with Cortland Sutton in Denver. Uh, Brandon Cooks could be released um joe mixon like i said that from the running back perspective i think I, I think he said i think i saw where he saves him six mil if they cut him which they'd have to bring in somebody else unless they want to roll with chase brown which would make chase brown a big time breakout candidate but i don't know if they view him as the lone guy yet we'll have to see but i i, I don't know think, it, it, to answer your Kamara's first question in new orleans what i think camara's gone in new orleans um I think he's a cut candidate. There was definitely uh, who that Gator did I did I? Uh, oh yeah, I did read this one already. Thank you again for your ten dollar hauler, bro. I don't know if I give you a moonshot for that one. So moonshot to you. Thank you, who that Gator to the moon. Um, Camara's like, uh, I think I would say forty percent likely. If I had to just throw an arbitrary number of my mm-hmm. my guesswork and in my mind on it, um, I would say forty percent chance, maybe 40 percent chance of getting cut. Now, there was a piece of news that broke that spoke to how the offense was going to potentially cater around a Camara-type, you know, you know, workload. So why would they get rid of them? But it comes down to money, you know. But I would say there's I, there's a there's a there's a decent chance Camara gets cut. Not I not great, my, but yeah, decent. I think my yeah, original predictions on the top three wide receivers are going uh, in the free agent class are going to hold Higgins getting tagged Pittman getting tagged Evans remaining in Tampa Bay it seems that Tampa has begun their negotiations with Baker so yeah but um, you're right you're right on the other two for sure Um, mm -hmm. Evans is like the way that it's feeling now is that there's there's definitely mutual interest in Evans and staying in Tampa and Baker wants him there and that there's a nice little rapport between the two but Evans is also not feeling that they're close at all con- in terms of their contract like I, from what I've heard they're not even remotely close so he's mm-hmm. at the point in the negotiation where he's walked away you know and he's going in the other direction and the problem with this is that I think had they just inked a deal with him immediately and they were trying to do that, they couldn't franchise tag him because the franchise tag for wide receivers is $21.8 million. But for Mike Evans and his contract, it would have been $28 mil. So $28 million to tag Evans, he was not going to get tagged. Plus, the tag is no. better used to hold the quarterback, who they are not close with either. Um, and so mm-hmm. Baker is you know their tag option. Um, Mike Evans, they would have been far more likely to retain him had they worked something out got it done that way it would help you know make baker happy 
But now you're at a point where, if you remember back, Tyreek Hill, uh, his agent said, we're going to request a trade. And Tyreek Hill said he wanted nothing but to stay in KC. He didn't even think it was a real thing that it would actually end up evolving into anything. Once he started yeah. testing out the the, tr the trade avenues, Tyreek Hill's mind changed. And then it became about money. And then it became about two contracts. And then it became about saving tax money and how the taxes were so much greater and that his big deal that, that was side-by-side side equal was actually not equal because of tax reasons and Hill ended up uh, going elsewhere. So that that's the dangerous territory we're on. I don't feel what you said is in motion where it's Mike Evans is likely to stay. I think right now it's, it's easily 50-50 because money's going to talk okay. and, and a team like KC could come in and say, look, we want to win a championship? And he's going to be like, He doesn't okay. have to ring chase, though. He's got one. Everyone's ring chasing, though, especially when you're in the twilight of your career. You know, I don't think he wants to go play mediocre football in his final year. Fair. You know Fair. what I mean? Like, if we're being honest, do, you know, do we think that Tampa Bay has a shot in hell at winning multiple no. playoff games? I don't think so. Hell no. Hell so so no. If, if you're Mike Evans and you might have thought sentimentally i want to play with my boy baker baker's in his ear don't leave me oh don't worry i'm not leaving you and, and then they, they work out a deal now you give him the temptations of kc you give him the temptations that so many other receivers see especially when you feel slighted when you don't feel appreciated by the organization and they spit on you or he feels like it, even if they didn't but he feels like it guess what you're going to go do the grass is always greener he's going to go look at the other pastures and he's probably going to see a couple other players look happy getting their big bag and being in their happy situation. And you never know. But I still think it's 50-50. We don't know the inner workings of the deal. We don't know what Mike Evans is thinking. Maybe Mike Evans hates change. You know, there's a lot of factors that we don't have, we're not privy to. But I would just say that it, it feels very, very much 50-50 Mike Evans returns, which is Evans still a good percentage. Up with Mahomes, like you mentioned. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and I think I said this the other night, that I think Mike Evans is better for Mahomes than almost any receiver in the National Football League. Just because of the mm. way he plays and the way he could go up and get a football. Like he could get not that Mahomes throws errant passes or off are, target. Contested catches. Yeah. But to just throw the ball up in any vicinity near Mike Evans it would, it would just he would be he would be one of the best fits for 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 Patrick Mahomes that I could come up with even better than some receivers that are way better than Mike Evans I'd rather have Mike Evans and Casey he fits perfectly and and Casey would if Mike Evans was in Casey I would just assume that they win the Super Bowl like in my mind I'm going to assume mm -hmm. they win the Super Bowl I don't see how they could be stopped if he and stayed if healthy. Too, if he's too expensive, a lesser version of this would be Mike Williams if he's caught and can stay healthy, of course. Oh. But um, is, is he per game? Is he more expensive? <laughs> I don't think he is. I don't think. I think Mike, Mike Evans signs even a, a $10 million deal for one, one game. That's expensive. <laughs> Mike, yeah. Mike Williams plays like two or three games a year. Uh, true. That's, yeah. <laughs> Interesting, um, though. But. Should we should we be concerned with some of the scuttle coming out about Kyle Pitts? I'm not. It, what no. I, I'm trying to read the tea leaves, and it just doesn't sound very. What scuttle though? Like we're gonna we're gonna use him as a run blocker. Oh, he offers quote unquote positional versatility. That's kind of that kind of just sounds to me like oh we like him, but like we're 
we don't. I, you know what I mean? No, but I don't I, get a good vibe here. See, I I read a lot of it differently than that. I I read a lot of it as as in you've got a new coaching staff that's excited about the unused potential and the unversatile, if that's a word, uh, the lack of versatility in these player, the usage of these players in the previous season. I think that's what he's highlighting. It's not a matter of um, his athleticism is talking about how we need to we need to not just have him stand there and and have one very one dimensional role which is doing nothing. That's that's what he was doing. Anything's an upgrade. But I, I yeah. think that what the what was trying to be highlighted in some of the quotes that you're talking about that I think some people took and painted a good picture about. It depends where you read them. And the same quotes and conversations were taken and turned into something different from other people. I don't know why that happens, but I would just say that that Kyle Pitts has cobwebs on him, and I will say that London's going to be revived and, and explode because he's just the beginning of everything. Yeah, Pitts, I'm yeah. a little bit more concerned about because sometimes you don't drive a vehicle for a while, even though you haven't put any miles on it. You you, you start it up and it doesn't run the same because it's been sitting there. Um, I I'm a little bit worried about Pitts. This is like his final year to really get what we need to get out of them to make sure that the engine can run like we thought and it'll never t- look back. There's there's like, a, I would say, I'm throwing a bunch of crazy numbers around like they're fact, but these are just my arbitrary numbers. I'm a percentage guy. I love to give the guesstimations of things. It doesn't mean that I have, a, you know, some f- sort of formula in front of me. But I would say like there's a 70% chance Pitts does what we all think he's going to do, has a great year. Uh, maybe he's not the number one tight end we thought he could be couple years back turn into the the new Kelsey but maybe he is top five Ingram seasons uh, Evan Ingram season last year which was you know a two to five season like he could have those mm-hmm. I think he really can uh we just got to make sure the Wasn't engine he runs in six his rookie year yeah he I was mean, he was fantastic yeah I mean I like I said I I believe in the talent I just really want to believe that he'll do it and it's it's another reason why I think Fields is so interesting because he's kind of in the same boat as London and Pitts in this kind of like make it or break it kind of thing and they're all going to be fighting for their lives as potential stars and that could elevate them all. Well, London London's just in the beginning. I think London's going to become Pukunakua for Zach Robinson, who is the OC in Atlanta now. He was the QB coordinator in L.A. last season. Yeah. So everything you saw out of Puka and the Rams attack, Zach Robinson, whether he executes on it or not, is going to try and, out of that coaching tree, deploy a, 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 an Atlanta Falcon-Rams team. So and and London, London's going to be all over the place. Um, Cup could be... I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think they have to have one for one on it, but I think that maybe they draft a Dunze with the number eight overall pick. Maybe they bring in a, a wide receiver. One of their top yeah. four yeah, needs is a wide receiver. Cool. Whether people, whether people hear it the way that they, they, you know, a lot of people think, okay, you got Pitts, you got Lenny, you got Bijan, you keep drafting offense. Like, are you really going to draft another offensive player? Don't you need to work on offensive line? Don't you need to? Of course. But you also have one of your top four needs as a wide receiver. You've got really nobody else. It's not like you have a lot of good talent. You're bone dry at your wide receiver position, other than London. So I, I really I think I really think yeah, they I could. Dra- 
I think they could draft a Dunze, or maybe they have to use that pick on the quarterback, though. Maybe it's it's uh, Bo Nix or Penix Jr. I think Bo Nix would be see, fantastic in Atlanta. I think he's he's a he's a Patrick a Mahomes scrambling where, type guy. What? I don't see a scenario where Odunze falls past like nine. I think the Bears will take him in second with their second. Yeah, pick. I, yeah. I, so yeah, I mean, I just don't see a scenario. They got it. They got the eight. Pick. Atlanta's got the eight pick, so they're they're perfect for it. That's true. That's true. Uh, Ron, oh, hold on. Go, 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 Travis, and then Ron. Ron Navy's on the phone. Go ahead, Travis. Okay. Yeah, I was just gonna say they could, they could easily make a trade too with someone we're not thinking of, or like, I mean, I could. I know he wasn't great last year, thing, but like, I could even see a Hollywood Brown being perfectly fine as a wide receiver too. Oh yeah, in Atlanta. Oh yeah, Hollywood be Hollywood would be great in Indy. He'd be great in Atlanta. Lockett might get cut. Maybe he's available. Um, not saying I love Lockett. He's getting older, but he's been reliable. Like he wouldn't be bad for a year. Again, though, right. he'll be he'll yeah, be fine. You get him a decent quarterback, he'll be fine. Yeah. So L- Lockett in London can... in that um, London in that Puka role is just. I mean, that's awesome to think of. What What if the Falcons? <laughs> listen to this right here. Tell me, tell me, tell me. The haters won't kind of be silenced and kind of hiding for a little while. Just you know, not 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 taking anything back. Just hiding in the in the weeds. Atlanta Falcons use a second and third round pick or whatever, two second round picks, whatever it is, to get Justin Fields. And um, with the number eight overall pick, they draft, let's say, an offensive lineman. And then DeAndre Hopkins gets released, signs with Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I mean, just yeah. ima- imagine that. Amazing. Imagine that. One one potential concern, though, is what would a running quarterback potentially do to Bijan, especially his rushing upside? We've talked about we've talked about this quite a bit. I Last think night. at the at the end of the day, because Fields is so good at you know he 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 look at Khalil Herbert and how good Khalil Herbert did when he was on his game healthy. Yeah. He was the not 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 number two, not top five, not ten, number one running back in the National Football League in yards per carry. When he had not this season, mm-hmm. but the year prior, I forget where he was this year. I believe he was still very high. I'd have to pull it up. But, yeah, I think the Bears had the number three rushing attack or something. So, so I, I don't, I don't prescribe to that. You could translate that, extrapolate that over every single team. Say running quarterbacks are good for running back. Or running quarterbacks are good for the running game. Running quarterbacks are bad for the running game. It's not an easy thing to translate from one system mm-hmm. to another they're they're case by case there's a lot of things that that you got to take into account all we know is that uh Bijan robinson is a phenomenal wide receiver and if you yep. had to shift the majority of his work to wide receiver like work and dump offs and such he would thrive but but i do know khalil herbert taking a dump off pass screen pass whatever house you know we we saw that in the preseason where fields threw two very short passes one to khalil herbert one to whoever who was the other player it was more more dj Moore. more they were both like either behind the line of scrimmage or right at the line of scrimmage they were just a quick little dump off screen play and both of them went house like uh, i want to say it was like 40 plus yards on both of those and so that's, that's what crazy. you would get out of Bijan. Not to mention that defenses would have to spy Justin Fields so much. Bijan's going to, that's one reason why Khalil Herbert, he's also a good runner. But the one reason why Khalil Herbert was the number one running back in the league, yards per carry, was because the, the year prior, was because 
of that fact that he's got open rushing lanes. The defense is spread out. They're focusing on where Fields is. They can't afford to focus on Bijan. Even if Bijan has 120 yards the year the game prior, the next defense that he faces isn't going to be like, let's shut down Bijan. They got to worry about Fields every single game. And so Bijan's going to rip off five and a half, six yards per carry if Fields is under center. So I think this particular situation would be... yard game. Yeah, I this, mean... This particular situation would be ideal for Bijan, whereas maybe yeah. another running quarterback might not. Uh, let me go to Ron Navy real quick. Ron Navy, you're live. And, sure. and Perps dropped a $2 hauler. Perps, appreciate you. Perps says, uh, right. thanks for the 10 gifted memberships. Everybody thank Perps for dropping 10 gifted memberships. If you got one, please thank him. Penix Jr. to Minnesota. I love the idea, Perps. I, I love Bo Nix in Minnesota. I love Penix Jr. in Minnesota. I love Kirk Cousins returning to Minnesota. All of those are amazing. The Penix Jr. to Minnesota, if, let's say, Cousins does go elsewhere, they need to do something, and that would be a, a great move, I think. He's a phenomenal prospect. Uh, Ron Navy, you're live. Hey, what's going on, Smitty? What's up? Uh, well, first uh, wrote in the chat, <laughs> I, don't, I don't call, I don't write anymore. Wife was in the hospital since last Monday. She got out yesterday, and I had to put my dog down first. So I'm pretty much in the crapper yeah. as far as emotion. I'm just yeah. Ron's been a little MIA for for good reason. Ron, I'm sorry to hear that. Prayers up for for all of that. I mean, that's a lot to take yeah. on at once. Excuse my. Like. You know, if you have a pet that you love right now, just hold them and cherish them because this is about, you know, uh, everything's reminded me of her. And yeah. She was she was suffering, so I had to, I, I took everything I had to put her in the car to take her to the vets and yeah. put her down. And, and uh, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm try- I called in because I'm trying to get my mind off of things but it's so hard to do well let's get your mind off it first of all prayers up drop prayers emojis in the chat for ron let's get your mind off it and and tell me your thoughts on higgins uh do you think is there a scenario you wanted him in more than this one well they could still make a deal even though they franchise yeah um they could make a deal to trade him and they still might but my big question is not really. I know the topic's Higgins, but does Buffalo get rid of Diggs, or do they keep him? And you know, there's talk about Gabe Davis getting let go from Buffalo. And where would he go? I think on the right team, Gabe Davis could probably succeed and do very well on another team. Um. Yeah, it, that's actually a really good topic. Um, number one, these these sad faces you see on the screen here, Cooper Cup, Eckler, and Derrick Henry, I could easily slip in digs on this screen as of potential value from the old dogs that everybody's completely writing off. But it's steamrolling into a writing them off and letting it go too far. You know, like Henry he, in the fourth round, if Henry's in Dallas... 
And Matt O earlier said that if he's in Dallas, he'll draft him. If he's not in Dallas, he won't. And that's the whole point is he won't be able to draft him. If he goes to Dallas, it'll be too late, especially when you're on. You can jump on underdog fantasy right now and draft all of these guys in the fourth and fifth round territory on underdog. So I think Diggs is a perfect uh, transition to Diggs and say, Diggs, if he was, let's say he returns to Buffalo, he, he was definitely dead weight. I'm not saying that I like him by any means, but if he's going to fall, 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 and be somebody's late wide receiver two type of, of pick, like that's not that's not the worst risk to take. Not to mention, if you grabbed him now, what if he is somewhere else? Where could he go? Um, I probably need to do, maybe we do this tomorrow because it is a topic I should have got to already, but there's been a lot of talk about about what these two have been saying about each other when they've been interviewed, especially during Super Bowl week. And both of them independently, not together in an interview, but separately spoke about each other very positively. And Josh Allen said that he's, he can't wait to do great things with Diggs this upcoming season, that he owes Diggs a lot. Diggs helped make him the quarterback he is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Diggs also had some very positive things to say and said that he wanted to remain a Buffalo. So that, that probably needs its own new show. But... I would say that that sometimes is what you hear when you ask a player that's trying to make it look like they're not a difficult person. They want to be traded. Um, maybe behind closed doors, they've said, let's play it cool for a while, and then we'll send you, we'll, we'll do everything we can to get you where you want to go. Um, Josh Allen doesn't know if a deal is going to be done, so why is he going to say bad things about him if they end up having to play with each other again? So hard to know exactly what's going on there. But if I'm if I'm going to predict, I'd say it's 50-50 at this point whether Diggs gets moved. His contract is not very you know friendly to move. Um, but then you also got to say like, like what team will go after him? If Indy franchise tags Pittman tomorrow, and then he's staying, then that's probably not likely. If they let him go, Indy might be the top pick for Diggs. That would be phenomenal, and then I would be excited about Diggs for one year, maybe a year and a half, maybe two years, but probably one year. But that's it because he's an older, an older guy. But that's kind of why an underdog Diggs is a great value right now. You're taking stabs at Diggs in maybe later tournaments you won't, or further on down the offseason you won't. But now's the time to do it because he's very, very cheap. Uh, Diggs in <sighs> Diggs in New York would be a waste. And he'd probably just fizzle away, but that's a spotty I could see him going to. But I don't know that New York would... I don't know what New York thinks about their squad. Like, like who's in New York? Is anybody a New York fan on the phone? The Giants? No. I, I I don't know if you guys... Do you guys think you can win? <laughs> like, do the Giants think if we got digs, we could win? I don't know if you're going to make a move like that. If you don't... Yeah, they're one of the worst teams in the league. I'm sorry if you're a Giants, if you're a Giants fan. Uh, digs to, I mean, I'm, I'm looking around. Digs to Baltimore. I mean, what about that? Yeah, Denver. <laughs> I, I, Carolina. Uh, I mean, Carolina want him. I don't know. I, none <laughs> of those places are are gonna win. So it's like I don't think he'll want to go there. Um, digs to, uh, digs to Dallas. <laughs> Big name. I don't know. Um. Yeah, there's not a lot of places, Ron, that, that like stand out. New England would like if they got JD five and they brought Diggs in, you know, to help kind of sculpt him. That would be interesting for a year or two. Uh purpose of the super chat says Diggs is a, a cancer in Buffalo. He needs to go um as it will get worse like each year. 
Denver. Um, but who, who's throwing to him though? Like who's Denver? If Denver gets I, Fields, I, then maybe. You know, if they're smart. I keep going what? back to them dropping Bo Nix. Yeah, Bo Nix to Diggs. I mean, let's say, let's say Buffalo does get rid of him. What does Buffalo do? What is where, who do they go after? Who do they try to bring in? Hopkins, Evans, Ridley. Hopkins, Evans. Um, yeah, Ridley could be one, but Hopkins should he should be a fifty-fifty guy to get cut. I'd say. Hopkins 50-50 to be cut. I don't know that they want to necessarily do it. Depends how they feel about their team this year. I don't think they think they can win this year. If if they did, they'd figure out a way to bring Henry back for another year. They're, they're, I think their realization that it's a couple-year process for them. Hopkins won't be an elite player by then. So they're just probably going to try and save. Uh, but that you never know. Um, but Hopkins would be ideal. Mike Evans would be ideal. I think Hopkins... Evans, if teams are smart, and maybe they're not, because last offseason we thought Hopkins would be on some better team, and he didn't. He didn't end up going to Casey. He didn't end up going to Buffalo. He didn't end up going to, to Cincinnati. He didn't end up going to any of these teams that Philly even, that, that maybe didn't even need him, that would just be smart to grab him, almost in a defense mechanism move, so another team didn't get him. The reason Casey was, I thought, in the hunt for Hopkins was just to prevent Cincinnati or any other team in the in the uh, in the AFC to grab him, I thought that was an AFC defensive move by the KC Chiefs. They didn't do it. I don't know that they'll do it again. I, I can't understand these teams. Do you, do you think it would make sense for Buffalo and Denver to come up with a big trade deal, something where because they were talking about trading Judy last year yeah. or after this year in the year mm. they didn't do it. What about if Judy goes to Buffalo for Diggs going to Denver with some station or something on the other side? I mean, I could see something crazy happening. But I, I, I don't see how that makes sense for either side. I could see some well, weird Judy, trade happening. Maybe it's not that exact trade, but I mean, so, something a trade Diggs, could happen where there's players being swapped, I guess. And, and Judy could really, really... Um, take off there in Buffalo. He's got talent and, and have talent back. And then bringing in Diggs in a, in a, in a different environment, you know, he'll be probably start out, probably get one good year out of him. I mean, where he's on his best behavior if he's in a different, on a different team in a different area. I don't know. That's just a thought. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I said Broncos too. Yeah, I mean, if they got if they got Bo Nix and he's the real deal, then you know maybe Denver can do some damage. Um, D- Diggs is a older player, but I I think in the right mindset, in the right place, he could have one more good mm-hmm. year. That's why I say, that's why I say everybody needs to be careful. And and and, and I'm the king of avoiding older players. But if you follow me, you know that I'm the king of avoiding older players at high draft capital. I'm not. I'm not at all incapable of flipping the script and pulling a. Let's go get Alvin Kamara. Let's go get Alvin Kamara. This man of, of risk all off season long for two years. He's been full of risk, but when he fell to seven, eight, nine round territory, he was the the the, the best gamble you could make. And these three gentlemen, Cup, Eckler, and Henry, have fallen way too far. And they're and I think Diggs is in that bucket. So. I'm on board all four of the guys 
in certain spots, not in every league, but in certain places. And, and Diggs is, no, is not immune to that. I think Diggs, Diggs has got one year left. He's just got to go to the right spot. And to Ron's question, I don't know where that is. I, I think uh, I think that's why Buffalo may not be able to get rid of him. Because if you think about it, we're struggling to come up with something that makes a lot of sense. We're coming up with stabs in the dark. But imagine them trying to get rid of his contract on top of that. That's why moving digs might be hard. Um, and I don't think they'll cut him. I don't think that is wise. I think it's trade him or that's it. But his contract is, is not good. And the cap hit is, is crazy as well. So you got to ask yourself, does it even make sense for Buffalo? His cap hit is, uh, his dead cap is 31 mil. Um, his potential out is in 2025, meaning that 31 mil is beyond a reasonable expectation of a team to to take on, especially if the player still provides value. He is a cancer in the locker room, a toxic person in, uh, on the team that, in my opinion, is dead weight in some respects. And that for that reason, I think getting rid of him is smart. But when you look at this contract right here, let me pull it up right here. Um, you know, he's getting paid uh, 18 million in salary. He's got a $4.3 million bonus signing bonus, and his dead cap is 31 mil. Um, and then in 2025, he's getting paid 18 mil with a 4.3 bonus. The next year, 19 mil with a 4 million bonus. He's an unrestricted free agent in 2028. So this is a lot of money. Even though the dead cap gets, you know, smaller, this is a lot of money for a team to take on. It's not the easiest contract to say, yeah, you know, here's this guy that we we're all saying we don't even know if he has one year left, and these teams are going to take on a guy with a big fat contract that that, that, ex yeah. that spans multiple years. It's it's hard to imagine if we can't cook up a really easy fit. How are they going to find a suitor? You know, I just don't know. Uh, Rax Poker dropping a super chat on screen. Rax, appreciate you, my guy. Rax says, um, JD to the Raiders calling it. Uh, Rax, I would love to know how you think that's going to happen. I'm not saying it, it won't, but they certainly have to trade up. So, And and here's why I think Rax is impossible for, for, the, for the Raiders to get JD5. I'm going to tell you, it's almost an impossibility. Because Washington and New England are not trading out of those picks. This is their time to replace and get a quarterback. They're not moving. The only the only way that this happens if Fields is traded to one of these two teams, that would be the 1%. We'll call it a 1 to one, 10% one chance that they're even entertaining that. But if they pull it off, if one of these teams pulls it off, I'll be so excited to tell you you're right, Rex. If they were even to then trade, though. The reason, though, is if you think about it, if Washington and New England don't get Fields... JD5 is not slipping even to number six overall or, or eight overall. Atlanta would take him at eight in a millisecond. He's, in my opinion, the number one quarterback on everyone's board um, from a fantasy perspective and on 50% of the NFL team's boards walking into draft day. I think Chicago's, they're set on, on Caleb. I don't think they'll change. I hope to God they don't. I don't want JD5 in Chicago. But I don't think there's a chance in hell. Even if, let's say, Fields goes to Washington or New England, they're still probably not trading this pick. So you're not getting one of these picks in a trade because I think they draft Marvin Harrison Jr. It's the only logical move. So then you're trying to, what, trade into like one of these spots right here to hope JD5 falls? I don't know. I think it's a very slim chance that you're able to get JD5 in, in LV. Yeah, man. 
and they'd be up against other teams bidding for that pick as well. If if yeah. Washington or New England were trading, yeah, so the LV, LV's got to get. They, they could win the win it, but. I, I felt bad. I know. I know. I know. Uh, Jack uh, Rax Poker yeah. really wants him. He'd be, he'd be fun throwing to Devontae and Mayer and. Yeah. Uh, like Gabe going to a team like uh, the Browns. Who? Gabe Davis. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, I, the Browns are not they, a. Pe- they keep day. Where Where do you see They're, Gabe Davis going in for success? The Browns are not They're appealing to me. They're more than a Gabe Davis away. The Browns are not appealing to me. I did. Deshaun Watson just doesn't. I would say yeah. G- Gabe Davis to. Let's see here. It's a good question because I mean he's he's a secondary. He secondary is he even guy. considered like a. They get rid of Ridley. Maybe he go to Jack. Baltimore. Um, if Baltimore doesn't get Hollywood, imagine Hollywood in Baltimore again. Hey, <laughs> look, reunions happen all the time. Yeah. Um, let's say they don't get. I think Hollywood. Hollywood's going to surprise people if he can stay healthy. He's he may, I, I have a feeling he goes back to Baltimore. I think the grass is greener. I think he's liking that the way that purple grass looks. I think he's he's saying. I could see like I could see a team like like Tennessee or someone overpaying for a good Davis. The grass is purpler on the other side. I I think. Uh, I could see the Giants bringing it. I could see him just being like a Carolina Panther or a, a New York Giant and being yeah. like a, a quarterback developing yeah. piece and he doesn't ever get pulled into a good situation. I don't know. I don't think Gabe Davis has earned it, to be honest yeah. with you. he's He's been so inconsistent, dropped the football so much, kind of crapped the bed on opportunity. I don't know. that Maybe he maybe he is, he is highly touted. I don't know. I like Good him, but... Dallas. Yeah, maybe. You can say they that about Gallup. If they cut Gallup in Cooks. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I like someone better than that for Dallas. So, like, again, uh, Holly. Uh, Hopkins, yeah, Hopkins to Dallas, maybe. If he gets Hopkins, cut. Yeah, that'd be good. I think Dallas is. I think, I think Jerry Jones is getting no small-time players. I think Jerry Jones is going all in. They're going to go he, for it. I think he's they so frustrated it. now. They're bringing Henry in, or they're bringing Barkley in, or they're bringing Jacobs in. And I think they they will not yep. stop there. I, I think they're going to try everything they can. They'll probably cut. Maybe they keep Brandon Cooks, but if they cut him, they get money back. Uh, Hopkins will be. Imagine if if Dallas can't win a Super Bowl or at least go to the Super. We'll just say go to the Super Bowl with Hopkins and Henry added. I don't know what how no. they could. They're they're never going to win ever again. <laughs> that's 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 crazy. And it's not that expensive. Jerry's windows closing. It wouldn't be that expensive to do either because these are older players. They're not going to command a lot of long-term commitment. You push all in. You restructure some guys. You push all in if you need to just for one year. Like you you literally make some team-friendly deals or whatever that you got you can get out of or whatever. But, I mean, you go all in. You, you, you could easily acquire that squad. That would be a cute imagine. I don't know if I'd like Hopkins in Dallas for CeeDee Lamb, though, but... It would be fun to watch that team, that's for sure. Maybe the Cowboys are to the NFL what the Bulls are to the NBA. They had a dynasty, and now they're paying for it forever. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. 
Maybe. All right, guys. Hey, I'm, it's a little late. I'm going to jump off. Um, anybody have any final thoughts at all? Ron, you got any final thoughts? Well, now there's rumors that uh, might go after Wilson, but I, he actually would be for, I, I don't know, a team. I mean, they can get him on a, a one-year rent for, like, cheap because Denver's got to pay the majority of the money. So they could get him for a million or two million for a year contract. Somebody can. I, I don't know. I don't want to see him go to the Steelers, but there are rumors. Yeah, he'd be a pretty good player to get it. Again, it just comes down to if Arthur Smith weren't there, I'd really like anybody there. Like, if Fields was going to yeah. go to Pittsburgh, I already said, if if it wasn't Arthur Smith, I would actually be like, you know what, Ron? I think this thing could be, even with Tomlin there, I think this thing could be can be different. But I just feel like it's almost like Tomlin's incapable of doing what you believe the team's capable of you know, doing in terms of a product. Tomlin's kind of in the way. And then you just put another, like, slug right in the way. Like, how is this going to How is this going to work? Like, if you put somebody that that was a problem solver in the OC spot, and then maybe Tomlin said, look, I'm going to let him do his thing, then I feel like you could work around that. You know, Tomlin could be a a Campbell, you know, maybe makes better decisions not having as much authority on a certain side of the football. I don't know. I think that would be the best bet. But the fact that it's like, okay, you got Tomlin kind of one-dimensionally thinking and in the way, and then now you got the slug the slug of a man in Arthur Smith now in the way it's like I don't I don't know who goes there if it's Russell Wilson that's not a great I like him and maybe maybe you bring Russell in and then and then you bring in another OC next year I don't know well how, how would anybody think Tomlin's Arthur Smith gone, what? I don't think we're gonna do much until Tomlin's gone we're not gonna we're not gonna have success as far as get the playoffs and going deep into the playoffs. I mean, hell. Owen five playoffs. So. Oh, I'm sorry. We have Theo on the phone. Theo, I'm sorry. How long have you been there? Oh, j- just like 20 minutes. All okay, my, um, my bad. Like what, what's up? Just 20 minutes. What's up, Theo? Um, yeah, so I was watching the Steve Smith video that came out two days ago about Corley. Um, he was actually interviewing him, and he said he was going to be the biggest deal of the draft. Yeah, baby. Corley, Corley looks amazing. Corley, Corley is a phenomenal player, and everybody's going to everybody's gonna be on board like they were Tank Dell at the end of the day. You'll see. Yeah, it's, it's really good to hear that from a dude like Steve Smith who said that Cooper Cup was the Yeah, best. he liked Cooper Cup, so that's a good that's yeah. that's definitely a good endorsement. Corley to the moon. All right. Mal- Malachi Corley yeah. to the moon. He's the next Tank Dell if anybody didn't know. We uh, go watch the the rookie wide receiver video where I talk about Malachi Corley being a, a next Tank Dell. He All also right. said DK Metcalf was a slightly or no, Xavier Leggett is a slightly better DK. Yeah, he. I think he. I heard he likes Leggett as well. Those are all great things. It's good. Better than DK. Yeah. Leggett's good. 
Go watch go watch video footage he, on Leggett. He could is be, but... top fifteen wide receiver. Good. Well, keep in mind what yeah, it, what he's, he's probably it, he said, saying. Feeling. Steve Smith said that Leggett's better than DK. Yeah, better version of him. Oh, I think he, I think I heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean it takes a lot you don't to be a you don't know, but you don't know. Out. But you don't know because it hasn't happened yet. You know what I mean? Like who, who, you know, everybody said the same thing about Tank Dell. Imagine what you would have said if someone said Puka Nakua is going to be a first round pick next year. (laughs) We're walking to the, like, it's easy to say no to those things, but like no one can really, no one really knows. You know, until until maybe it I'm a little defensive because DK's a Seahawk too. Maybe, but <laughs> you know, I'm a Seahawk. Any, anything can happen, and, and Leggett is my number five, number six wide receiver, and he's oh, he's not on anybody's like top ten, really at all. So that's just his, his, his ceiling could be that. You yeah, know, you could get get to DK's mm-hmm. level. No one can be better than somebody that's not in the league one yet. One season the league. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's not in the league yet, so you can't like. I, I think those things get taken too seriously. Like, do I think that Corley could be better than? Uh, I'm trying to think of a receiver in the league right now. Um, Higgins, uh, yeah, of course I do. Is he better than Higgins right now? No, he's not in the league. <laughs> but I think Corley Malachi Corley could easily be better than Higgins. I think he's he's in the next Tank Dell potentially. But yeah, I mean, Leggett's great. Leggett's great. Corley's great. Um, it's a, it's a really good wide receiver class. I think, uh, you know, people are so yeah, defensive over neighbors too, <laughs> saying neighbors is going to be the, look, neighbors could be number one, but, but Odunze could also be two and neighbors be three. Like it's it, it, a lot of, it's going to depend on landing good, spot. Franklin solid. I mean, landing spot yeah. is, is vital, um, to everybody, even Marvin Harrison jr. Marvin Harrison jr. Is not going to, you know, fail out of the league or anything, but if he goes no. to the giants and he has no quarterback, then he's not going to be better than Neighbors and, and Odunze if they're both in the most ideal spots you can get your hands on. You know, m- maybe Harrison True. will eventually be better, but I mean, in 2024, you're going to have to temper your expectations that Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to have 1,000 yards and three touchdowns. You know, maybe he has 1,100 yards, but he's not scoring 15 scores as a rookie in New York. Um so, With Danny Dimes throwing him the ball, it would take him like two years to get to a thousand yeah. yards, even so, as good as he is. Landing spot <laughs> is 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 vital, and it's vital for Corley too. If Corley goes, if Corley or Leggett go to horrible landing spots, then they're not going to become what we want right away. That's just the nature of the draft. That's why it's fun to predict these things ahead of time. But I wouldn't under undervalue Leggett. He's 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 number six out of all my rookie receivers for a reason. Um, but if anybody missed that video, go watch it. I think I have the slides right here. Hold on. Let me see if I can find the slides. I think so. Here's my here's my rookie one, two, and three. I've got Marvin Harrison Jr., 6'4", 205 pound, Ohio State Buckeye wide receiver. Look at the monster. He's sitting right in front of you. Malik Neighbors, 6'2", 200 pounds, LSU Tigers, and Adunze, Washington Husky, 6'3", 215 pounds. These are your one, two, and three. Very dependent on situation. Here are your shockingly high that nobody else has four, five, and six. Brian Thomas Jr., LSU, 6'4", 205 pound monster. Everybody talking about neighbors all the time. This guy had 17 freaking touchdowns last year. Uh, Malachi Corley, 5'11", 210 pounds, Western Kentucky. Oh, small, he didn't have good competition. He was garbage, get get ready. He runs no, no good routes. He doesn't have a good route tree. Get ready. You know, judging a man off of 
what he was given doesn't mean he can't do the things he didn't you didn't see on film. This is this goes back way back to even the Zeke Elliott days. He can't catch. Why? Because he didn't catch passes in the NFL or in the college football. But but do you know that he can't catch, or did they just not utilize him fully? Oh, well, I, I don't know. Guess what? Zeke Elliott's going to blow people away and catch the football. He did. He's one of the better catching running backs in the National Football League. Malachi Corley can't run long routes. Can't do this. Can't do that. Well, can he? Or did they just not use him that way? Was he too busy dominating doing the things that he was doing? You know, and so same thing. Xavier Leggett, six foot three, uh, absolute monster. Love this kid. Um, see if anybody even has this could be a year for the rookie wide receiver class and this year mm-hmm. is, is the exact opposite of last year last year was all smaller type wide receivers and 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 speedster this year you got the big wide receivers dominating the draft this year yeah i mean there's a lot of, they're big they're 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 bulky they're 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 tall um, so the, the, just don't class. put any of them with Kenny Pickett and Arthur Smith. Yeah, the 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 thing about the thing about last year, to Ron's point, a lot of people said, "Oh, but the receivers are smaller." Tank Dell, look how good they are when they're smaller. Is this bad that they're big? No, the the receivers, the biggest receiver in last year's draft class was Quentin Johnson, and he played like a a grandmother. So like he's <laughs> soft. These guys are not soft. These guys are big, powerful wide receivers. Six foot four, six foot three. Even 5'11 is not, you know, he's not a small guy. He was he's big comparatively to last year's class. These these guys on this screen, all over six foot, six foot four Marvin Harrison Jr., six foot three Roma Dunze, six foot Malik Neighbors. These are a big, as Ron Navy said, a big crew. And it doesn't mean they'll necessarily be better than the smaller guys, but it certainly is an advantage to kick off with. If you've got the same talent as a tank Dell on your six foot three, you probably are gonna be better, you know. So there's there's a lot of upside with this wide receiver class, and they absolutely are are, are a different breed in terms of size, um, you know, height and everything. It's, it's going to be amazing. You think there's any hope for Quentin Johnson, or you think he's done? I think there's some hope, but it's not like I'm like I'm drafting him late in drafts, and I'm pairing him with every like Charger wide receiver, and just having like that cuff. Of, of wide receiver two, whoever's a wide receiver two in, in LAC. You know, I've done that in best ball where I've had all of the wide receivers to kind of try and cuff it because I think they'll throw. But he's the Chargers offense is not going to be what people think. I don't believe. I think it's going to be about defense, ground Roman, and, Roman ground and pound. And it's going to be Michigan football. Michigan football was not exciting like crazy exciting football it was defense it was balance it was herbert's not going to be a top five quarterback he's going to play like maybe troy aikman did back in the day he'll play like a top five nfl quarterback maybe and and there'll be a disconnect between quarterback play and fantasy ranking whereas usually they go hand in hand herbert's going to be that one that it doesn't translate he's not a top five fantasy quarterback in in this offense (laughs) Nor do I think feel like the best use of his skills. Nor do I think it's a lock for him to even succeed yet. Like I think everybody assuming that Harbaugh is going to come in and hit a home run out of the park for with the organization that struggled to do it. They haven't put it together, 
and, and maybe it is been all coaching and Harbaugh comes in and fixes it. I'm not saying he won't, but it's not a lock by any means to happen in one year. And Herbert's certainly not going to be the guy I think everyone's expecting him to be. I think this is going to be a mm-hmm. very watered down, slow moving, uh, you know, offense with just just potential bringing a, a running back to ground and pound. Maybe they draft Blake Corum, but they also draft him after they've already brought in Barkley. You know, and they have two mm-hmm. running backs and they rotate them, and that's going to piss people off too. But it's going to be a, a ground and pound defensive Michigan football team. And and quite honestly, yeah. I'd rather have Herbert get traded to the Minnesota Vikings. And I've, I've said this before, and I don't think this will happen. I'm just telling you what I want to happen. So for the, the, the keyboard Clifford out there, it's going to get all upset. This is not going to happen. But Harbaugh talks so much about J.J. McCarthy, and he loves him so much. Let him draft him at number five overall. Give the 11 pick and a future first rounder to the Chargers for Justin Herbert. And let Herbert and J.J. develop together for a decade plus. And surrender your future first rounder and your 11 pick. Let Harbaugh draft Bowers if he falls to at 11 and draft J.J. McCarthy. And you have the best of both worlds. If you, Harbaugh, believe J.J. McCarthy is really the best quarterback in this rookie draft class, or are you talking up your you know, your boy just, just blowing Do smoke? Do they have to take him at 5? Wouldn't they just get him at 11 in that case? Probably not, because it depends on the combine. It depends on the pro day. It depends on the workouts, because as of right now, he is climbing into people's 2-3 QB territory. So he's absolutely not going to last 11 at this moment. Now, if he goes out and craps the bed, like, he's capable of doing I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but he's not the second-best quarterback in this no. draft class. By no, he's him. not. He's not, but he would take him five. He thinks he should go one. Like Harbaugh said, he's, he's, <laughs> he goes, he's going to be the number one quarterback in the draft you watch. So Harbaugh should take him at five and trade Herbert... To the Vikings, the Vikings give the 11th future first rounder Herbert to JJ. Let Cousins go do his thing with another team that needs him for two, three years, whatever, and and we get a bunch of greatness out of this. Otherwise, Herbert's not going to, you know, and and JJ to the moon if if he gets oh Herbert. Get Herbert, JJ, and Addison. Yes, please. Hawkinson. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, what happens if the Vikings don't retain? What, Ron? He took San Francisco to... This isn't Harbaugh's first rodeo. He took San Francisco uh, to the Super Bowl against his, his brother there in Baltimore. But he hasn't he's been had in the NFL for a while. And he knows that the college game isn't the same as the pro game. And, yes, he likes McCarthy. He loves his character. But I think he realizes that he's not... Uh, he's not... Um, he's better off staying. He's better off staying with what he's got there. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm um, not. I'm not necessarily saying that McCarthy, he he should. I'm just saying that if he loves McCarthy like he says, and maybe he's blowing spoke. McCarthy was McCarthy was a mobile quarterback. He could run the ball, uh, but he didn't have to rely on McCarthy for everything because he had Edwards and he had Forum and and and, and he had the run game. So he played to the strength of the players that that uh, he brought onto the team, and it, and it was predominantly more running than anything else. But now that he goes down to uh, the Chargers, I mean, he's he's got Herbert. He's a great quarterback. Uh, he's got all that potential. 
Uh, Quentin Johnson, if they can, if they if they can coach him upright and get him to stop being so passive and have him go up and, and teach him how to fight for the ball instead of wait for the ball to come, you know, hit him in the chest, basically, um, he could have some success. Or he might just like move on from him. He's going to make the team his own. No, I and know. I think I, it, we're going to see and a like lot I said, better draft from 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 the Chargers this year than we that terrible draft they had last I got, year. I got you. And like, let me repeat it again. Like, even Mustard didn't listen to the assignment. Um, oh. Says, Smitty, LOL, Chargers are not trading Herbert. I don't know if you listened to the words coming out of my mouth, Mustard. I said it's not happening. I already said that. I'm just saying if this guy is true to his word that McCarthy's the best quarterback in this draft and he's not blowing smoke, which I think he probably is, his smoke season, He's saying he should go number one overall. He's better than Caleb. He's better than everybody. If he believes that to be true, and we as a fantasy community want Herbert to excel to Herbert's potential, it would be the smartest movement if we could orchestrate it and had the ability to do it. As I said, Mustard, it's not happening. I'm just saying you want me to concoct something, I'll concoct it. And I'll tell you right now, Herbert to Minnesota for JJ would be phenomenal. And if 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 Harbaugh is telling the truth, which I don't think he is, and he loves McCarthy that much, he thinks he's an elite quarterback in the making. He talks about him like that. He doesn't have to talk about him like that. He does talk about him like that a lot. It's not like you're just someone said talking up your 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 national champion quarterback. You're just talking him up. He he's going above and beyond talking him up. It's not like hey, he's going to be a great pro. Wish we could have him. It's like he's the best quarterback in the draft. He should be going number one overall. If he feels that way, all I'm saying is if you gave me the ability to push a button and I can move things around and try and make everybody happy, even though I think Harbaugh would be disappointed at the end of the day, I would move Herbert over to Minnesota. And I would surrender a first-round pick and the 11 to get it done. And then you've got, think about this from this perspective. Again, you potentially have the future first-rounder. And if Harbaugh does love McCarthy, which I don't, but if Harbaugh did, then he could get Bowers or a Dunze or somebody with that 11 pick on top of getting J.J. McCarthy. So it's just, it depends on what you how you view McCarthy. If you, some people in the chat have said he's going to be a good one. If you like McCarthy, and you could get Adunze or Bowers with them, then it's a pretty damn good move for you. If you're a Charger fan, or if you believe in J.J. I don't believe in J.J. I think it would be a ridiculously bad move, because I think Herbert is phenomenal. But I also don't know that Herbert can be elite, elite. He could be borderline in LAC. But I just don't know if we're going to see that that Herbert under under Harbaugh's command. And you're right, Ron. He's been, he's been, this isn't his first rodeo. You're correct. It's been a while. Um, I think kind of similar to like Bill Belichick, you know, like it's it, I, I, just because it's been done doesn't mean he's going to repeat it. Now, I know Harbaugh just came off a national championship, so he's clearly in his prime. He's doing great things, but that's at the college level. I don't know what he's going to do at the NFL level. It, it's at this stage in his career. I don't I don't think it just automatically 100% translates for sure. I think we could be looking at maybe a, a kind of a get it, get it all together year, an up and down year where people are, are kind of saying maybe he's he just needs the one more year to get it all figured out, but I don't know that he's going to walk into 2024 and have major, major, major success to the tune of like winning a playoff game or anything like that. But that's me. Well, 
you've had, respectfully, you've had <laughs> look at that. We should. I mean, uh, here w- one more, right one more comment each because I had to go like an hour ago. Uh, one more comment each. Uh, Huffman, then Ron Navy, then Travis. Go Huffman. Say your say your piece real quick. Yeah. Respectfully, we should potentially. I know we've all laughed about his McCarthy takes, but like we should probably be giving Harbaugh, Harbaugh a little bit of credence. I mean, he's a college coach; he knows these college kids well. I know he has a bias because he has this. He had this guy, and he uh, coached him himself. But I have a feeling the Chargers are going to be drafting really, really well for the next two to four years. And that's why I said, if Harbaugh believes it to be true and he's correct on it, let's say, in his mind, he mm-hmm. should he should trade Herbert. But he's not going to. And I know everyone's going to get upset at that, especially the Herbert fans, the Charger fans. But that, if he's correct on JJ, and I don't think he is, I, I don't know how many times i got to say that to anybody in the chat, I don't believe JJ McCarthy's elite. But if, her, if, if, if Harbaugh is correct in his assessment and not just blowing smoke because it's his quarterback. He's trying to up his draft stock and help his boy out, right? That's probably what it is. But if he's correct on it, why wouldn't you go down this road and get a Dunze or Bowers with it and in a future first rounder and start building that way? That's all I'm saying. It, it, it makes sense if he believes JJ to be that guy. If he doesn't and he's blowing smoke, it will be a stupid move. And I believe that Herbert's light years ahead, you know above above McCarthy but again I I just oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and see on the Chargers in terms of like I don't know what I expect out of the run game I don't know it feels like Harbaugh's the kind of guy that's gonna bring in a Barkley then draft a quorum on top of it it, it you know using two running backs he you know he did that last year and, and very successfully I think he could definitely do that at the pro level it could be frustrating to own fantasy guys in this LAC situation. I really do. Um, okay, uh, thank you, Huffman. I'll see. We'll see you tomorrow. Appreciate you. Prayers up, Ron. Hey, thanks, Huffman. Appreciate. It. All right. On that note, Ron, floor is yours for. Let's go. Look uh, at, uh, Thirty seconds to a minute. Yeah, I mean, look, look at Pete Carroll. Right, he was a college coach. He went into the pros. He didn't have all that much success when he went into the pros the first time. Then went back to college, and then he came back on the Seahawks, and he had great success. That's the type of thing that I, I, I think that Harbaugh will have and he will bring, and I don't think it'll take him that long to get the Chargers up to speed and be competitive at all. I think um, it's very possible he comes out swinging this year depending on their draft. Uh, he bringing in um, a, a new culture there. Um, he'll get definitely get the players behind him, and they could make the playoffs this first year. Yeah, they but could. They could. I think. Chargers, I think the Chargers, though, with him, are are. I, I think we're going to have some fireworks going on, uh, probably within you know, especially year two or three that he's there. I think uh, KC and the Chargers are going to be like big games. I say I think they're going to be ultra well, competitive. Let me clarify and just say that by no means am I saying he'll bust in the NFL hardball. I'm just saying that it could or may not. I'm not saying it will or won't. Could take him more than the one year if everybody's expecting it out of the gate. I'm just saying temper expectations. But also, I don't think Michigan football or this this balanced attack that I predict Harbaugh has is not going to not win. 
I think he could certainly be one of the tougher teams in the National Football League in time for sure. But I don't think it translates to Herbert being a top five quarterback with the pool of quarterbacks we're looking at in today's fantasy realm. It just doesn't feel like Herbert's going to be there. I think it's going to be a really good run game. I just don't know if it'll be between two players doing it. Uh, I think bringing Barkley in, bringing Jacobs in, bringing Henry in. One of those guys is going to the Chargers. And one of them is going to be a very hot commodity in fantasy. And the Chargers are going to play hardball football, which is going to be very conducive to the run. And I definitely think that there's some value there for sure. I just don't know I'm going near, I should, I should say, going near the running back until I know that Quorum's not also drafted and they have two, a two-headed monster. Also, I would, I would say I'm not sure I'm on board the wide receiver crew yet. I mean, Keenan Allen's getting older. Should have one more good year left. Mike Williams could get released. Who do they bring in? If it's uh, DeAndre Hopkins, maybe this whole story changes. Maybe I'm really excited about the Chargers. I, I definitely could see myself changing my mind. I'm not cementing anything in. I just think that I just think that Harbaugh potentially could take some time, like one year more than people think, and it might not be as explosive of an offense. It might be more balanced than anybody thinks. But you never know. All right, appreciate. Yeah, I, I think we got to look at we got to look at. How did Harbaugh coach the 49ers? Was it all predominantly run? No. He, I mean, he he ha, he let the quarterback throw the ball, even though, you know, um, what's his name? Mr. Neeler was, was, was an anomaly. And once the team started figuring him out, he, he then he, you know, they figured him out. He, you know, ran to one side. He couldn't, like, read defenses all that great. But um, he got a lot out of it while he was there. All right. Well, appreciate you, Ron. Uh, prayers up for the dog um, or that situation. Your your emotions tied to it. Um, it's such a tough thing to lose an animal. And prayers up for the wife. Have those things going on at the same time. It's got to be tough. So prayers up for Ron. Yeah. Navy. Prayers up, Ron. She's got pet can Monday. Um, she's on antibiotic for her pneumonia. She had a blocked bronchial tube, so they're gonna. And that's caused by her cancer, so they're gonna do uh, a radiation therapy on that, a spot radiation, and possibly some more chemo. And um, yeah, just need all the prayers and, and appreciate you. All right, Ron. Prayers up for Ron. Drop a prayer emoji. Thanks, Ron. Thank we'll you, see, Ron. we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks. We'll see you guys later. Yeah. All right. Bye. Uh, final thought, Travis? Uh, yeah, just uh, with J.J. McCarthy, I think it's it's really going to depend on his, you know, pro days and how he throws and all that, um, where, where his draft stock goes. But I was just going to ask you, and it was probably hard to predict, but do you think with his field stuff, obviously gets resolved before the draft, but, like, do you see it some, being something where it could – out of nowhere, we could just get it, or you think we got, you know, a few weeks to go before anything moves? Mm. Kind of hard to predict. Yeah, I mean, I thought Lamar was going to move quick, and he didn't move at all. But I think Definitely that... Definitely before the draft, though, yeah, obviously, right? Yeah, I, I think that the moment Fields is capable of being traded for, we're going to hear some quick reactions to it. 
But the reason I say that is there's so many teams in need of a quarterback. So it feels a little different. I mean, yeah. we got we got practically right. this this a majority of this side of this draft, you know, that they could potentially look at it or half of it at least. I know. So, yeah. all right. Yeah. All right. All right. Pre- yeah, looking forward to those uh, rookie running backs. Too. Yeah. I'm pretty pumped for those. So. All right. Appreciate you, Travis. All right, later. man. I'll talk to you later. Later. Bye. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Appreciate you tuning in. We went so long on this one two-hour show. I don't know that we'll do a Dynasty or a Rumble show tonight. It's unfortunate, but it is the offseason. I feel like we're still growing it. We're still going to get in a groove, and I try my best to do a Rumble and Dynasty show every night, but this show, this this main channel comes first. If there's any breaking news, it, it, we go on it. This is never compromised. The main channel is never compromised. It's always going to be extra videos and shows on the Rumble and Dynasty shows and channels, but... Appreciate you all. Thanks to my uh, gifted memberships uh, drop by Perps. You're, you're the man. Appreciate you. Perps drop two super chats as well. Rax Poker drop one. And who's that Gator? Thank you dropping it. Gator, appreciate you. 